Hello and welcome to Inspired, your grown-up girl talk. I'm Stacy Fleece, as always, with co-host Samantha Tredelius, and we are pushing forward to year-end. Let's wrap up 23. Let's get this bullshit year over with. We're done. We're um, done. I, I, yeah, I just, I'm ready to. Oof, I'm ready for. I'm ready for a fresh start. This is. Uh, this year's been tough. It's a lot. Before we dive in, though, we were just discussing before the call, just about all the wonderful things that get jam packed into the month of a 31 day month. Um, I can't FYI, nobody wants to do anything else this month. So just stop asking the answers. Don't don't ask me to make cookies. Don't ask me to go caroling. I'm not going to ask me to do any, I know the answer is no. Yeah. Because we can, we can say no. We can say no, but you know, what's great. It's because we are in the midst of the holiday gift drive, which will air this episode before probably beginning of next week, but we're in the process of serving 80 families, 254 lives. So we are sparkle up to our like eyeballs and it is crazy. And so the team, we have no extra capacity for anything. Yeah, no, we've said yes to all the right things. Correct. Um, but today, actually, uh, today is a day I need, uh, mentally, I need this day because, uh, our guest today, uh, first of all, is amazing, but we're going to talk about, um, you know, how, how we get to our purpose and how she got to her purpose. And it's such an amazing journey, uh, inspirational. And, uh, I know I'm going to take away a lot, probably what I need as I'm coming into 2024 and we're all looking to reset and, uh, make sure that the next year is of value and has purpose. So Holly Cotton, Thank you so much for joining us today, all the way from Houston, Texas. Yes, yes. Thank you, guys. I'm appreciate honored. you being here. We're excited. This is going to be good stuff. Holly's Holly's good people. So let's get into <laughs> it, please. Let's go. I try. I try. I try. Oh, you you succeed, girl. So you know what what I was particularly referring to in that last statement was you have said that pain will push you to your purpose, and you are a living testament to that. So tell us a little bit. Well, let me let me first of all say that, you know, you are a personal trainer. You are a an author of multiple books. I do want to talk about your most recent book because I think it's fascinating. Uh, You are a podcast host uh, and overall just badass inspiration. But let's let's talk about the pain that pushed you to your purpose and how you got to that part that definition of holly cotton yes for sure for sure well i'm also a registered nurse and so my entire life i've been a nurse you know i've been a nurse since 20 years old i don't want to age myself because i still think i'm 30 so and you know like five years ago i was a nurse um (laughs) you graduated nursing school when you were 10 god you are you're like you know you're like doogie hauser of nursing i love it prodigy yeah yeah So, I mean, I, you know, my whole life, I was a nurse, you know, I just went on, I was just doing nursing stuff. I was a college professor, I teach nursing as well. So, you know, I always say that for me, my whole life sort of went on this whole pivot because I wrote a book about my journey with cancer. So I got diagnosed with breast cancer, totally unsuspecting, of course, which is like most cancer. (laughs) Most cancer survivors will tell you that you're just going along in life. And then all of a sudden, bam, you get humbled real quick. So, you know, I did get diagnosed with breast cancer at 36, which is very young. 
And, um, and so, you know, it took me a few years of, of going through my journey of healing. And, and I usually, when I tell my story, I say that when something traumatic happens to you, you either do one of two things, either you take it and you bury it and suppress it and never talk about it again. Like, oh my God, that was the worst time in my life. I never want to talk about it again. Or you find that, you know what, there's a reason why I'm still here. Let me tell my story and maybe it'll actually inspire other people. So the first part, I was so sick of it. I was like, oh my God, if someone else gives me something pink, I'm going to vomit. Like just enough with the pink, <laughs> enough with the pink. Because, you know, that's, people don't know how to support you. You got breast cancer. Oh, well, you know, let me give you a pink ribbon. So it's so much more than that. And so then finally, you know, after a few years, I went through my whole thing. I was like, okay, you know what? I, I've told my story so many times. Why don't I just write a book? So 2018, I decided to write a book. 2019, published my first book. And it's my autobiography about cancer. And so from there, I mean, it just, that was, that was basically, like I said, I used my pain and I told my story and I didn't realize how many people that it inspired. And when I tell my survivor story, I always say that, you know, my story is no different than other people's. It's just that we all are life survivors. My chapter that I had to survive that sort of defined who I am was cancer, but everyone else is going through other things, other tragedies. And here we are just trying to survive life. So that's always my focus is life after whatever it is that you've gone through. Why are we still here? Finding your, you know, your passion, your purpose from that. So that's pretty much it. I wrote a book called Strong More Than Muscles and and that's what it was. It was it was cute. It was my way of healing. And and then I didn't realize that people wanted to hear about it. I have I still have people that reach out to me and from the UK, from Australia, from somebody sent me a message from Romania. I'm like, oh my god, my book is in Romania. It's just it, you know, it's insane. And here we are. What, but the four, part five that's years so ago. great is that people can hear your story and connect with it because mm -hmm. so many people, you know, they they have a moment you know, and it's this moment and they don't want to talk about it and they put it in that little box and it's under here, or maybe they are, you know, kind of not even sure how to talk about it. Or, mm -hmm. And like for you to hear, tell your story and for them to hear it and go, oh my gosh, like she got to the other side. And so there, you give them that glimmer of hope, but you also have this connective like realness about you that you're like, yeah, girl, like, when you talk, people listen and I love it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, let me tell you the real deal. Okay. And that's why I said, uh, I mean, I recently did something and I said that I was like, I want people to know that it's more than ribbons. It's more than, than this. It's more than acute races. It's more stuff like, let's talk about the mental health that comes with uh, the mental health struggles that come with now I've survived this. What's next? Now my body is, is, you know, um, I have scars, you know, now I have this. A lot of women have really bad outcomes from cancer. You know, they, especially breast cancer, because they actually do a flap where they cut skin out your abdomen. They cut skin off your back. Like there's so many things that happen and, and people are out walking out here and they're all disfigured. It's, it's a lot that comes with, a. it's not just, oh, I give you a pink ribbon and you're still alive. So be great you're alive. No, because I want to be alive and I want to still have a normal life. I still want to feel sexy. I still want to feel beautiful. And I try and show that like, hey, yeah, I had cancer and I'm fine as hell today. And I work out and I'm going to keep rocking it. Like I'm going to wear a bikini. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But I'll never let people forget all that I went through as well. Like, don't forget that part. But also just know you don't have to go and wear moo's now because you had cancer.
You have talked about surviving life challenges and becoming the strongest version of yourself. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of people in this world who have survived life challenges and whether that's cancer, death of a spouse, death of a child, I don't know. There's like, I could list a million things. I'll stop there. But there's obviously a ton and everybody's challenges are their own personal challenges. And, and you're right. There's kind of two options. You say, I can't talk about this anymore. I need to just compartmentalize it and just not, not have it be there. Or you say, okay, this struggle was given to me for a reason. The struggle was given to me. This challenge was given to me for a reason. I don't know what it is, but uh, you know, I, there's something I've survived it. So now there's something I need to do with that. Um, how, what advice would you give somebody who's maybe still in that? I can't, I can't talk about it, please. Just like, I need to just put it in this box and stick it under my bed. What advice would you give somebody who really is still in that place? Because I, I just feel like probably the, the mental health of it and really the, the, the service to the world of it involves being able to talk and share and impact. I don't care if it's one person or 1 million people, like the impact that somebody's experience has on somebody else exists. Um, how do you get over that hump? So honestly, my advice, Stacy, is Take as long as you need to do what you got to do, because the problem with so many things in life and and especially just me also being a podcast host and hearing people's story is that I realized that everyone heals at a different rate. And what was easy for me to get over, someone else maybe can't. And what someone else was able to get over might put me, I might go and jump off of a bridge. Like there are so many things that we have and there's so much pressure on us to get over it, get it together, move on. And I'll tell you that as women, especially, we're like, we don't have time to sit around and heal. We don't give ourselves time to, you know, process things. I'm even me, like when I think about all that I went through when I had, I was, I was in school, I was trying to get a master's degree. I had two kids. I had homework. I had this, like, I didn't have time to have cancer. I was like, get it together, get the surgery on, let's move it. I need, I need to get back in the gym. It was just like, everything was check, 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 check. But what happens with that is you get into that momentum and now here you are, I got to go, I got to go, I got to go. And then all of a sudden, one day you feel this loss and it hits you and you're like, holy crap, I really did this. I really did that. And I never took time to heal. So sometimes you have to find what it is that's healing for you. And I call it my growth journey because I've been on, on my growth journey and I'm still on my growth journey. And, and it's like every day I feel that I'm where I'm supposed to be now because everything that I do aligns with my purpose. Every, my purpose is to change the world, is to be the change, is to impact, is to empower women. And everything I do, even like here with you guys, it's all about all of this energy gravitates to me because we're together. We have light. So once you figure out how to heal, what works for you, how do you process it? For me, it was writing a book. When I wrote that and I cried and I told little parts of my story, I was like, holy crap, I thought I was over this. And I'm, apparently I'm not because I'm up here bawling just 
typing it out. So I think that's that's the key to whatever it is. Don't feel that you have to move on. Take your time. If you need therapy, if you need to talk to someone, if you need to tell those kids, go sit your ass down somewhere. I don't have time for this right now. Leave Mom me. is trying Hello. to heal. <laughs> but but being able to, but being able to talk about it and be out loud about it and 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 share your story is not necessarily getting over it, correct? Right, exactly. And a lot of times people will tell, and I will tell you this because I meet breast cancer survivors all the time, cancer survivors, period, but mostly breast cancer survivors. And I'll see women and they're smiling and boy, they're telling, they're talking that story. They're saying it so well. And I'm looking at it and I can reflect it. And I'm like, you know what? I was you. I did the same thing because you feel like I got to show everyone I'm healed. I got to show everyone I didn't die. I'm still here. So sometimes they'll be over, like you'll see, it'll be over pink everywhere. It'll be, you know, this, that, that. And that's great. I love that because that does help a lot of people, but sometimes it's also a way of hiding it. So sometimes you just have to take a step back, figure out what works for you, go to therapy, do whatever you have to do. I don't know, go box, punch someone. I don't know, whatever works for you. <laughs> you got to the, the mental health and like the other stuff that's going on that people aren't, people don't talk about it. Like it's not a subject matter that you're it's in the mainstream. I mean, you hear about women going through treatment and you hear, you know, chemo and you, uh, like associate hair loss or sickness and, you know, those types of things, but you're not ever really thinking about the mental health and what it does to your body. And like, as women, I mean, a lot of women have double mastectomies and then, you know, there's that part of it, you know, and then there's trying to reconstruct yourself if that's an option. And sometimes it's not an option. And like, this is just who you are now. Um, so that part of it, digging in deep on that, I mean, do you feel that that is um, something that's becoming more talked about in your work or are we still like hiding behind the curtain and kind of looking out going, oh, I don't know. Well, I think that's why I feel like that's my my purpose. <laughs> I feel like I'm like, let me tell y'all what, what y'all you aren't seeing. You know, let me tell you what it is. And that's why I try to be an advocate for it because like whenever Stacy asked the question earlier about being the strongest version of yourself, I say that there is a triangle that makes the strongest version of yourself, mental, physical, and financial health. If any of those three are off, then your whole the homeostasis, the equilibrium, whatever word you want to use is off. So wow, I'm whenever, shocked. yeah, whenever, <laughs> but, but think about it. I don't think it. I've okay. ever had all three of those together. You should just so log off right now, please. I'm God. Yeah, I'm out. Think about it. Your physical health isn't the way that you need to. So what happens? So now, so now you can't go out or maybe you can't go do fun stuff or whatever it is that, that for your mental health, you can't afford treatment. So now your mental health is off or financial. Maybe you can't afford to go to the doctor. You can't afford the treatment that a lot of women are paying out of pocket for reconstruction and they can't afford it. I mean, thankfully I had insurance and I was able to do that, but what isn't if you can't bullshit, afford health insurance? Like Hold on, let's just pause on that. Is being a healthcare professional like isn't that just absolute bullshit that they do not pay for reconstruction when you've had to have a mastectomy or you know any? And of I work for an insurance company. I work for one of the main, like my main jobs that I still have is I am a manager for a healthcare company, and I'm like, I work for you guys, and I. <laughs> it's it's insane to me that here that we must are must have been fun email conversations in your world <laughs> <laughs> she's, all, 
She's all, this is bullshit. I want to, I want to be on that string. It's legitimately <laughs> crazy to me that even in this day and age, you know, with it being such a thing that is, you know, it's commercialized, you know, it's, it is a big, you know, there's a whole month dedicated to breast cancer awareness, but yet we're still not getting the treatment and the things that we need covered as women, because that's where we're at. And it's the whole thing that comes with the two, Samantha. It's like, people just think that, okay, it's removing the lump chemo radiation. No. So you have, um, you, you, there's a trans flap where they, like I said, they can take skin out of your stomach, your back. So a lot of women are dealing with wound infection that goes on and on and on. They have wound evisceration where the wound opens up and now they have a huge gap or a scar. Then you're, then now you're also talking about a lot of women lose their nipples. So, you know, they're reconstructing nipples. They're taking like cartilage from your ear to give it like the little perky part, but you have to get it tattooed. You have to, and all of that stuff is not like, that's considered aesthetics. So it's like, who doesn't want to have a nipple where you feel normal when you take your shirt off or whenever you wear a shirt or whatever it is, but something as simple as a nipple, like give the people the nipples. Give us you know? the nipple. <laughs> we, we deserve a nipple. We deserve, a, we deserve a nipple. I mean, <laughs> I bet, you that's considered I bet like you this is a penis conversation. Like it would be, oh, you would, everybody would get a penis. Everyone would get they, a penis. They would get a penis, but we can't get a nipple. That's, get a nipple. There's, there's the world in a nutshell. <laughs> So Holly, I want to talk about the way you and I met was via your podcast. And I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that journey for you, because I think as you, we can speak to it, like meeting the different people that you get to meet. I mean, what does that take away for you? Oh, I love it. I feel like, I feel like my podcast has been so much, I didn't have, I haven't had to pay for therapy because I get free therapy all the time. (laughs) Even like, even like when I did, like I posted, you know, clips from your show because it's so hard to take a 30 minute episode or 40 minutes and and take three minutes because no one really watches it longer than three minutes. But to pull three minutes out and I'm always re-listening and I try to like, I'm like, wow, that was that was so philosophical. I got to make sure that goes into, to, you know, the promo reel or whatever. But yeah, definitely. I mean, I have had so many things uh, that that I have implemented into my life, my mental health, my growth journey, my healing, everything. So, I mean, it's just and it inspired me. And then sometimes I feel like I'm out here bossing up and I talk to someone. I'm like, girl. <laughs> you ain't done nothing cut it out you know it's like you'll get humble because I'm like wow you know oh, this is a thing and I think um someone actually gave me advice a long time ago before I even started my show and they said you don't know a thing a thing is a thing until someone else is doing it so I love that I'm seeing things or a thing and I'm like I didn't know that was possible I didn't know this was something that people did. So it's definitely helped me as far as, you know, growing my following, growing what I'm doing, you know, having an influencer status. Like all of that is because I'm taking little gems from everyone. I take advice. I love, even though I talk a lot, I know when to shut up and be silent and absorb valuable information. So yeah, I think it's great. I think it's incredible. And I think, so I was interviewed uh, a couple of weeks ago and this guy asked me, you know, what I felt about balance and work-life balance and how he had had a woman that he had asked the question and she actually got pissed at him. And I was like, this is brilliant because no one ever asked dudes about their balance, right? So I'm not going to use the word balance, but I am going to 
acknowledge the fact that you are a mother, you are a business owner, you're a professional, like you're doing a lot of different things all the time. And so, you know, how do you best structure your day to be the most successful version of yourself? Because I think a lot of women, you know, we all do a lot of stuff and it's hard to to figure out, you know, what that triangle looks like every single day. So how do you best structure your, your days? Well, to quote this brilliant woman who was on my show, she talked about buckets. <laughs> I do love some buckets. I do love my, me some buckets. I know. I know. So I'm like, I like the bucket analogy. So I think it's kind of the same thing that you were saying, Samantha. You know, I feel like today is the day. Yesterday, when I, so I literally, I got up, you know, I had to fly back from Chicago and it was an early flight. And so yesterday I did, yesterday was Holly Cotton Day. I did, I had some promo stuff. I had some work stuff. I stayed up late working on things. It was just HC Media Day. And so now today I have this, I have, you know, now I got to work for my real job. So, you know, I'm <laughs> doing this or now I have to turn in final grades for my class that I still teach. And I, so I just have all of these things. So I think for me, the important part is one organization. I live off of my calendar. I, as soon as I wake up in the morning, I look at the, the ceiling and then I immediately look at my phone to remind me what I have to do for the day. <laughs> so if I didn't have, if it ain't on the calendar, it ain't getting done. So mm -hmm. I work off of the calendar and just organize and, and then having an assistant, you know, I think that helps as well. My daughter is my assistant. So she definitely helps. She answers emails and she does things like that. So sometimes I think that it's okay to ask for help because sometimes I'm like bro I need you to like can you help me? can y'all help me out today you know so sometimes it's like you have to stop before you hit that wall and I think as women sometimes we'll hit that wall and now we're so far now you know you're you feel frustrated you're like how do I get up so it's it's important to kind of navigate before you hit that wall to ask for help and I think that we have to take the negative stigma of asking for help out of our vocabulary because we all need help so that's what I do. Well, and we, we have so much control freak challenge. Yeah, that you part know, too. As busy women, <laughs> like we want to control everything. It's so there's not going to work right if we aren't doing it, Stacy. We have to I, be the one. I know. <laughs> and I am a calendar girl. So right with you. Uh, I want to take a little bit of a right turn because I do want to touch on your book that you published, your newest okay. book that you published this year, uh, <laughs> which by the way, I love this title, Somebody's Wife or Not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's fantastic but you know it seems to be an extension of sort of the the mental physical financial mm -hmm. triangle and finding that self-love within all that so um how did that book come to be uh what was the inspiration around that tell us a little bit about that Sure. Yes. Somebody's wife are not available on all platforms that sell books uh <laughs> so um, honestly, uh, I was, you know how it's like whenever you're on your growth journey or when you're get, you get spiritual, you're like, oh my God, I feel like I learned this. Now I want everyone else to have it. So I felt like during my whole process, I was picking up little things and I was, and I love myself so much right now. When I tell you that, that I don't need anyone else to love me, that's great if it is in Louisiana, we call it lawn yap when you get something extra. So that's great. It's lawn yap if I have someone that loves me, but 
I love me. And this version is so awesome. And so what I was seeing is that I have all these people coming around and they're doing all, and my friends, especially, they're doing the most stupid stuff just to say that they have a man, just to say that they're not alone. And I was like, you know what? So I actually started doing like audio notes because I was like, you know what? I need to write a book about this or whatever. And I would, I would just be driving and I'd be like, so my girlfriend did this stupid crap today, you know, whatever, whatever. <laughs> and so then I was like, you know what? I should actually write a book. So I have like little scenarios that are funny, but then also how they reflect on real life. Like this is what happened with a friend, you know, she was married, he was married. Married. This is what happened. Stay in cheat. I talk about communication because I feel like I am such a evolved person now. I'm able to communicate better. So, you know, I have a friend and, you know, I feel like our conflict resolution is so insane because we're both at this parallel point where we can communicate, where we can do stuff. I've let go of all the you know, traumatic stuff with my ex. I was married for 17 years. And then also, I feel like there's so much stigma on women to be a wife. Like everywhere you go, it's somebody's wife. It's somebody, how to get the man, how to get the ring, how to keep a man, how to it, do this. It and is barfy. Like, it's barfy. Yes, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Yes. You know what's funny though? I just to interrupt you. I was listening to this interview with Sharon Stone and she was talking about like what it's like to be almost, I think she's almost 70. Yeah. And she was talking about how she has more men attracted to her at this age. But when she walks into a room, they're not coming at her or cattle, you know, cat calling her like they used to. Mm -hmm. Because when you evolve and you become a grown ass woman, like it, you're. They you're, know you can't play those games. Mm -hmm. You're more difficult to come at because you're like, you're not here for it. Um, and so I think it's interesting, this conversation about these gals that are, you know, at an older age and they're still trying to pretend, but if they would just back off and be themselves, they would attract the, the right energy that they want to attract. Well, and that's what I, and I say that because I go, uh, I've been on several shows because people are like, so what you trying to say? I said, listen, obviously companionship is everyone's goal. Everyone wants someone. I'm not going to lie and say, I, you know, I don't like a man's body next to me or I'm okay. I don't need a man. I don't need a man. Like I get, yeah, I love companionship. Obviously if that wasn't a huge thing, there wouldn't be a million podcasts and shows and books about how to get the man. Obviously my book is like, listen, you ain't got one right now. No worries. Let's figure out how to love yourself, be the best version of yourself. Because what happens is, is that you get so consumed with trying to get a man that you forget about you. And not only that, but you got some stuff going on with you as well. You know, you have baggage. Maybe you need to work on your communication. Maybe you need to do stuff and quit confusing being alone with being lonely. People don't know how to be alone. I love being alone. I love going to sit down at a bar. I love going to a museum. When, me and Holly are best friends. We know how to hang out. But a lot of people feel like there's such a, a void because they think alone means lonely. And what happens is they get so consumed on that loneliness feeling. And they're like, I need, I got, so you just go pick somebody and they're going to treat you like crap because they know you're vulnerable, whatever, you know, so they just bring that into that. So yes. So it's got all of that information. It's got great resources. And then also we have lots of morals of the story and then lots of real life funny examples as well. So it's just a hodgepodge of all of that to kind of make sure that we're loving ourselves before we try to go be somebody's wife. 
I do think there's a there's a huge piece that a lot of people are missing about the ability to be okay and be happy by yourself mm-hmm. before you are okay and happy with somebody else. It's just scary. It's like scary to be like it's like most of us have been so preoccupied with raising kids and doing all these things that when you are alone, you're just like, whoa, like who who am I? You know, mm-hmm. that's hard because then you got you just got yourself to look at look at in the mirror. And you know what else I say to Samantha whenever I do it, it, in my book and when I do like anything promo about it, I always say you may not even be choosing to be single. You know, it could be, it's not just, I personally am happily single right now. I've got other stuff going on. I already been there, done that. I was somebody's wife. 20 years of my life I spent being a wife. I'm okay with it. I really am. I don't ever have to get married again. But for a lot of people, a lot of women, you know, it, you could and you could be widowed, unexpected widow and you're on the single side you could have an unexpected divorce maybe you were in a toxic relationship your spouse cheated on you whatever it is now you're divorced people think being single just means oh well you know i want to be out here and you know being in they call it outside i want to be be up at the club yes but it has nothing to do with that you're just sitting at long maybe you haven't found the right person you know it's just like there's so many reasons why you're single it's not just I woke up today and I said I don't want a man I could my, I could have a man or I think I have a man and my man is with someone else so hello yes. Holly I feel like you've lived a hundred lives you have <laughs> such good things going on where can our listeners find all the things Holly Sure. I'm super easy. I keep it really easy. Holly Cotton, H-O-L-L-Y-C-O-T-T-O-N. You can Google me. My website is hollycotton.com. My Instagram is hollycotton underscore. My TikTok is hollycotton. Linktree is hollycotton. Like everything is super linear, hollycotton. Thank goodness for you. And thank goodness for you and your journey and your ability to share it. Because I do think the impact that you have on a big scale, a small scale, and like a universal scale is just, it's something to keep an eye on. I think you're just the business. Police and I couldn't have more uh, appreciation for someone as we have for you. So we hope that everybody enjoyed this uh, session this week and you get out there and you are inspired.